Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the Cambridge Blue Jays, the Deerfield Demons, and the McFarland Spartans. My name is Peter Limblad. I cover the Wanakee Warriors, the Forest Norskies, Lodi Blue Devils, and Point at Pumas. And I'm Ryan Gregory. I have uh, east and west of the Sun Prairie variety, Marshall and Waterloo. See, I was going to try to get you this week on the... Uh, on the point? Yeah. I was paying attention. You looked <laughs> at the last second. I, saw I was like, you, oh, God. <laughs> I saw you trying to be sneaky over there. You can't <laughs> pull the wool over my eyes like that. Yeah, way to pay attention. I like on, it. On episode 69, nonetheless, <laughs> you were going to try and pull yeah, some funky stuff. Yeah, going to try to change it up. Uh, interesting week uh, this week for how the schedule laid out. There's nothing for me to cover tonight. Yeah, same. Yeah, we were, what's oh, that was on? that was it for me last week, and actually tonight I only have a hockey game. Really? Yeah. So yeah, same. My, all my teams are either on the road or inactive on you a know, Thursday in the middle of December. Is it just me, or are there more Monday games this year than I've seen in the past? I've had some Mondays and some Wednesdays. Yeah, two days that are typically pretty free for us. Right. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going. Yeah. I've noticed so far mine is Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. I'm getting mm, a lot. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Saturdays. Saturdays. And, yes. and listen, yeah. listen. As an esteemed reporter, I like to think that I get out and cover. Right now, we're at the part where I'm not going to be getting out, and like, we're saving yeah. that for the end of the year. Yep. So yeah. that way, when I'm not like, you know, when all these teams start getting knocked out, and I have less on my plate, then I can do like more. Right, right now, I'm not being Superman. At yeah. week two right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm scrolling through like my my potential games, and it's like two swim meets, uh, like three wrestling meets, two basketball games, like hockey yeah. game all on Saturday. It's like, jeez, yeah. How do you yeah, make no, a choice? But yeah. Peter, on a with your thing on Monday though, for a while, I, Cambridge and Deerfield have been playing a lot on Monday. Yeah, and I've just been kind of saving for the next weeks, just because it's like I get my stuff done for the week. Oh, Maybe right. I, yeah, with your schedule. Five, and I'm yeah. just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've noticed that with Monday. And also try to watch Monday Night Football right now. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like this week I was looking, and I was like, oh, I could maybe cover a team tonight. But I was like, the Packers play. Who schedules a Packer game? Yeah. Like, on the same time. As yeah. Like, then I was like, right. oh, smart moves doing that. <laughs> right. After the debacle. But yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, had some boys basketball uh, play this week, and that's actually what we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, we're going to kind of. Be looking and see how things are looking so far with our boys' basketball programs. So we think it's going to be good. And, you know, I know it's early, but maybe we start pushing some chips into the middle of the table and <laughs> making some bold predictions on some of our teams. Bold predictions? But, Ryan, uh, I think one of the teams we could make a bold prediction on, Sun Prairie West, going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, you know, um, coming into the season, they were ranked number seven. And uh, there was question about that because they had, obviously, Theo Schofield, uh or Schofield transfer out, and they had a couple other guys that they thought might be eligible. They had a Madison East transfer that didn't end up uh, making waivers or making grades. Uh, and so there was a little bit of question mark of, like, were they deserving of that high ranking or was it just a, kind of like a smoke and mirrors potential type thing? And then they go out and they beat Verona in their fourth game. They beat a very good Sheboygan North team at, at the buzzer. And um, it all really comes down to uh, junior uh, guard Chris Davis Jr., who is – Averaging about 37 points a game with a high of 41 in that Verona game. Wow. Just been torched. Yeah, I, I think he's, you know, I, I haven't seen a lot of that DePierre team. I haven't seen that kid out at a Wisconsin Lutheran. But for my money, I think Chris Davis Jr. is the best scorer in the state. Like, he's just a very natural driver of the ball, shooter of the ball. And is, um, you know, great at not only scoring but also creating. A, a lot of it is uh, obviously him driving, but he's more than happy to kick it out and, like, you know, hit, let some other guys shoot shoot some threes and, it's a very, it's a super athletic team around him. Tavian Crawford uh, really shot up this last year as far as talent goes. He's 
working his way into he'll get some D two maybe low D one looks just with the way that he's able to be, with the way he started this season. Uh, Casey Wambach's one of the best baseball players in the state. Uh, Ian Ackley's an all state football player, and he's down there in the post for him. Uh, they got size, they got speed, they got athleticism, um, and they got depth. There's about seven eight guys on that on that uh, on that bench that you would feel comfortable playing varsity basketball for you, which is not something you can say about a lot of teams. And they already had that prove it game against Verona. That's a team that beat them twice last year and a couple close ones. And you could tell it was a first year program with a first year head coach. Just some, you know, play calling mistakes, some real missteps as far as just managing a close game late. And uh, and this one they were good enough where it didn't really matter. <laughs> you know, Verona, I, I think didn't get it within double digits in the second half whole time. Mm. I mean, just a wow, really really impressive performance from them and. Um, They've kept they've kept it rolling. They're still undefeated. And it's uh, uh, they, they are deserving of, of all the praise they have gotten early in this season. Absolutely. And then Peter, I'll toss it over to you. Who I guess is kind of the team that you think could have the best season so far out of year four? Oh, I, I think it's going to be Wanakee. Um, even though uh, some of the others have had a good start, um, but Wanakee, um, interestingly, they have a new coach this year, Tyler Selk, um, after some. Controversy last year with Dana McKenzie, the saga. The saga yep, <laughs> um, but uh, you know nobody can say that Dana McKenzie didn't run a great program there. They they had won conference championships thirteen in the last twenty one years, and uh, Tyler so Salk. Yeah, and Tyler <laughs> Salk was on that staff, and he's the new coach, and he's got them off to a four one start. Um, and they got a big win the other night as they hung uh, hung a loss on Beaver Dam. That was their first loss of the year. So, um, team, yeah, it's so. a good Beaver Dam team, and they they won it pretty handily, seventy two to fifty six. So. Um, Great balance scoring. That's going to be kind of the the uh, the story with Wanakee probably the the whole year. Um, Keaton Frisch might be the biggest star. Um, he had 13 points in that game. He's a six seven forward, um, but really plays all over the place. He you know he can bring the ball up. He can handle the ball in the perimeter. He can knock down threes. And as he showed last year in the postseason, he could come up with a key block. He came up with a key block in a uh, in a sectional. Uh, what was it? Uh, no, the regional final game last year, um, late that uh, that secured helped secure a win for uh, Wanakee. But he's just a terrific player, really long, really athletic, really smooth. Um, but they've also got some other guys, um, Caden McKenzie, uh, Dana's son. Um, he had 12 points in that game, and uh, they both uh, Frisch and uh, Caden had double doubles, as they both had double figures and rebounds too. Um, probably, uh, you know, and really the story with this team is they have six of their uh, top eight from last year returning mm. as far as players with uh, Frisch. Um, Jake Bova, who you might remember, is a really good defensive back for the football team. Uh, Owen Elliott, who is the kicker on the football team. Uh, McKenzie, who is a really good wide receiver. Um, Vance Johnson, who was the quarterback on that team. And then you've got the, uh, the, um, the son of the coach, uh, Eli Selk, who last year – I think he was a freshman, and he he tied the. I think he either tied or broke the school's three point record. So, um, so you know, like he said in the preview, um, talking to uh, Coach Selk, he he said they expect to contend again for a conference championship. Um, they're trying to, uh, you know, maybe uh, rebuild some relationships. <laughs> he said, but uh, um, he said they're a skilled and a high IQ team, and they've got a balanced offense, and that seems to be the case uh, early on. In the season but they're also very physical as you would expect with a lot of those football players uh, yeah. 
um, playing as well. So they're very physical on defense. Um, but yeah, they're 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 deep. Uh, they're talented, um, and uh, you know they should be able to to uh, run for a you know make a run for a conference title and, and maybe even make a deep run in the in the postseason. Yeah, I think uh, for me, sticking with uh, teams in the Badger Large and actually a team that Snap uh, Wanakee's uh, conference winning streak, the Monona Grove Silver Eagles. Uh, they come back. They have uh, two senior guards in Isaiah Herb and Emmett Toyola, uh, who have been three-year varsity starters uh, for Coach Dan's Weefel. And then along with those two guys, uh, they bring in a freshman, Austin Lucchetti. And when I was talking with Coach Weefel, I was like, hey, I noticed you have a freshman on your team. He's like, yeah, I think it's gonna, like I think that's the first freshman I've ever had make varsity mm-hmm. or in like in a very long time or something oh. like that. Uh, very athletic, uh, kind of you know one of those tall, lengthy players like you mentioned with a couple of the Wanakee guys mm-hmm. can get you blocks. Really dominated against Watertown early on the glass, uh, but and you know he's kind of contributed with some points here and there. But a player that's really improved so far and has caught my eye is AJ Nelson. Uh, he had a double double against Watertown and he's put up some uh, season highs already. Uh, was a junior last year. Uh, comes from the, I'm assuming, uh, the long line of Nelson family, which all solid basketball players, so just going to assume that another Nelson at Monona Grove <laughs> High School is going to be good at basketball. Uh, so along with, uh, you know, AJ, they also have Luca Savaldi in the post as well, too. Owen uh, Ginger, I want to say, is also in the post as well, too. A lot of guys return. And then along with the, the strong basketball players, they also have guys that are just all-around solid athletes, like Chase Yenko comes back, Gavin Hobblewitz comes back, uh, Caden Connor uh, also comes back, all-conference guys, uh, and then also two, uh, yeah, just uh, football guys from the team last year that come around have experience. So Monona Grove should be very battle-tested, and I would expect them to also be in contention for that Badger uh large conference title and maybe even make a run into the postseason last yeah. year the silver eagles won two uh playoff games and got stopped in the regional final on a game that was decided in the last seconds against mcfarland so the that's going to be a wide open race so who knows what will happen yeah. uh but then yet again you never know what will happen in the badger large as well too because monona grove ended up dropping games to beaver dam and fort atkinson so yeah anybody's conference right now i know both uh um the wanakee coach tyler salk and the deforest coach eric stewart uh put monona grove up there as uh one of the teams that will challenge for conference title yeah, i know it's early but <laughs> yeah it's easy to get excited about a conference title race and then ryan uh i guess if you want you can either do a stick with your large school and suffer east or we could reverse the trend and go small schools uh, I'll, I'll knock out East real quick because I, I think Marshall and Waterloo have a, a similar conversation to be had. Okay. But, um, you know, East, I didn't really know what to expect of them this year because it, it's a youth movement for the Cardinals, much like uh, on the girls' side like we talked about last week. It's um, guys like Tristan Fry, guys like Max Galusic, guys like Max Raymer, sophomores last year that carried the, the brunt of the load for them, um, moving up into their junior year. And it's like, all right, they lost to Janesville Craig to start the season and the beat two, the two worst teams in the Big 8. They beat Parker and they beat Madison West. I'm like, so what does this mean? You know, it's they're fine, but they these are the teams they beat last year too. What do we expect from these guys? And then, then they go out and beat Madison Memorial on the road by uh, 8 points or 12 points. And it's like, whoa, hello, we <laughs> we have arrived. And then the next day they beat a pretty solid Oconomowoc team that was undefeated coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in back-to-back days, back-to-back statement wins, and it's uh, – you know, it's those three juniors, and it's the, the seniors, uh, uh, Javian Lithjohn and uh, Gavin Van Wee. And it's uh, 
just a very potent starting five there that just knows how to score the basketball. And uh, much like Sun Prairie West, it's a team with a lot of athleticism, a lot of names that you'll recognize. Curtis Johnson and uh, Sam Estranga, a pair of seniors from the football team, are out there you know, getting valuable minutes for them. This is a team that can shoot the lights out of the ball. Mm. It's, you know, th- it, it was something that they tried to do a lot last year because they were, they were tiny. I mean, Max Kalusik's maybe 5'8 on, on his best day in his shoes. This is not a team that's going to beat you in the paint. And so last year they were kind of content to just kind of launch threes all game and they weren't falling. They're falling now. These are guys that are, <laughs> you know, have the varsity experience and have the confidence both in themselves and, you know, of, of having that experience that where they're, they're taking confident threes and then they're knocking them down more often than not. And it gets them on these crazy runs where you just you blink and the game's over. And it's like you can do your best <laughs> to come back, but, you know, you can only, you can only trade twos for threes so long before – the, the game's over, and so it's a high-flying team that also has a great, uh, you know, with those football players. I mean, Raymer's a football guy. Uh, Fry's a, a football guy as well. Uh, hard-nosed defense as well. They, they might be small, but they're not going to let you score easy on them. It's a, it's a fun team. I'm really excited to see when East and West uh, square off. We're not getting it until the 13th of January, but uh, s- still, it's, it's going to be competitive. Last year, it was a it was a joke of a game. I mean, Sunbury East was so – they had zero players on the roster that had ever played varsity before. Mm. This year there's a bit of an e- evening of the playing field, and while West is up at those heights right now, I'm really excited to see how those two teams square off. And just both teams are better as well, too. Yep. Like, you know, Sunbury West improved from, is improved from last year, and also East has improved from last year as yep. well, too. I think also, too, uh, if I may quote John Rothstein, one of my favorite college basketball insiders <laughs> so far, Papable buzz in Sun Prairie East right now, I would say. Yeah, I mean, the, the Memorial win by itself will, will carry them until well into the new the changing of the calendar. <laughs> Just with like the, ooh. I mean, they were undefeated before that. Madison Memorial was picked to be like a top three team in the in the conference. Mm-hmm. And there, here comes Punchy Little East has, has won 10 games in the last two years, and they just knock them out on their own, on their own court. I love yeah. those eye-popping results where you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, wasn't, I wasn't planning on covering their game on Saturday uh, to follow, but when they won that game, I was like, I got to I got yeah. 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 remember seeing that on Twitter. I was yep. like, oh, Ryan got us on yep. Twitter. I can't just see it. I'm watching college football yep. today. I, I was like, I can't not go watch them play at home when I don't have anything in that time window after that big of an upset. Well, hey, that's why I respect you as a reporter because <laughs> you're like, no, nope, I'm getting out there. I'm chasing the big stories. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Peter, I guess, uh, you know, what's the? I feel like if we're talking about the, to get back on the Badger large yeah. uh, teams that always put up a good fight. The DeForest Norskis bat boys basketball teams probably right up there too. Yeah, and uh, b- before I uh, uh, get into them, I, I forgot to mention uh, the return of Jack Ellickson for Wanakee is a big deal too uh-huh. because he was injured last year, so mm-hmm. that definitely adds to their depth. But as far as DeForest, it's been a rough start. Um, they're 1-5 overall. Um, they just got their first win last Friday over Watertown at home. And it didn't look good early. Uh, Watertown jumped out to a nine-point lead and or nine-nothing lead, and like, oh, this this could be a rough ride for DeForest. But I think this is a better team than their record has showed. Uh, they did have a two-point loss at Milton. Um, I think it's going to be a team that's just. I think it's it's figuring itself out right now. Uh, there's a lot of athleticism. There's a lot of depth. Um, but they have to get more consistent with shooting, rebounding, just in, in some of those areas. But they do have Jackson Aquardi, uh, 6'7", um, 
junior forward. Uh, you know, a lot of the same things that you say about Keaton Frisch, you can say about Jackson Aquarty. Um, you know, really smooth on the perimeter, can knock down threes, but he can take it inside too with that size. Um, you know, he's, he's a highly uh, recruited tight end in football. Um, and they've got some football players on that team. Tucker Grundahl, another tight end from, from football who was really good. Uh, but you've also got uh, players like Kobe Kleinert, um, Ben Bodden, Hunter King, Gabe Reyes. Anthony uh, Glenn uh, is another senior who's a real physical guy who can do a lot of different things on the court too. Um, and then uh, Tate Angaseth, um, Dominic Wood, Taylor Wood. Um, and Alex uh, Markgraf. But there's been a real, I think, uh, and in talking to uh, Coach Eric Stewart, who's in his second year, uh, they went 13-12 last year. But they, they, a lot of those seniors are getting pushed by a, a junior group that went 20-1 and as the JVs last year. So I think they're going to be kind of – I think the early stages of the season, they're going to be trying to figure it out who, who kind of – you know, or maybe their main guys, and uh, and who, uh, you know, maybe uh, just kind of finalizing that that rotation. You know, um, but you know they've got talent. I mean, Aquardi he averaged fourteen a game, seven point three rebounds, and uh, one point five assists last year. Uh, he was a second team all all Badger East. Um, so, you know, they like to uh, they like to push the ball. They like to get out and run. Um, I, I think it's just kind of maybe harnessing some of that <laughs> enthusiasm and some of that ability. But really, uh, one of the guys to really watch out for this year, though, is Lincoln Hotman. Um, he's been a guard who's really uh, put up some good numbers early on, a real good three-point shooter, good ball handler. Um, hopefully he can be that steadying influence as, as DeForest kind of kind of th- figures things out. Recognize that name from the golf team. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, photos of right. Um, also, Ryan, don't let me forget. Uh, I still got to talk uh, girls basketball for Cambridge and Deerfield right. as well too. Okay. Just completely remember that uh, when Peter was talking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, another team that's kind of figured some things out right now. I would say the McFarland boys basketball team. Uh, unfortunately, they lost a ton of guys. This is going to be very reminiscent of the football season, like where I was like, all right, they've got you know some guys coming back, but just a large senior class that they got to replace. Uh, co-conference players of the year, Aiden Chislam, Dayton Gillen have graduated, Devin Culp as well, too, uh, were kind of like the big three for that, and then uh, just a couple other uh, key seniors pieces coming off the bench. Uh, but, you know, they got some talent definitely coming back. Andrew Kelly, the uh, very athletic guard, uh, comes back, and he's had a couple nice moments so far this year. I think he scored a career high um, against Edgewood, and then also, too, they bring back a lot of size as well, too, from the junior class as well, too. Uh, ben Forbes is six foot eight, and he's a junior. Holy moly! Yeah, Oof. yeah. So when I saw him as a sophomore, I was like, "That's going to be a fun piece to keep an <laughs> eye on." Um, but then also too, Brady Ohala, a very athletic uh, guard, a guard wing kind of player. He's had a couple of really nice moments so far on the season. Uh, and then also too, they bring back uh, veteran guard Caden Meinholt, uh, Jeff Meinholt, uh, the head coach. That's his son, three-year varsity player, um, and then. I want to say there's one or two other guys. Uh, Hayden Harrison from the JV team last year has gotten some minutes so far, and he's a pretty solid football player. Comes into the basketball team as well, too. So they unfortunately kind of got uh, rolled by Stoughton on Tuesday, but, I mean, Stoughton's... Stoughton's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Stoughton's one of the like, top five ranked teams, and I could see why from that. So mm. it's going to be kind of reminiscent of the team from, I would say, two years ago when a lot of those seniors that graduated were juniors, and they kind of had to figure some things out, but still put together a really solid year. And we're close in the conference race, so I still expect them to kind of contend. 
on the upper part of the Badger Small. I don't think anyone's going to give Stoughton a, a fight for the Badger Small, but to finish yeah. top three in conference, would I think, would be a pretty solid goal for the Spartans. I definitely totally. think that's achievable for them. Mm. So I'm excited to see what happens then. But also, too, I'm excited to see what happens in the Capital South race because Marshall, Waterloo, both uh, very interesting storylines throughout the year. Yeah, let's talk about Waterloo first because those guys are 2-4, and four, and that might not sound too exciting, but to a team that went 3-22 and 22 last year and mm. whatever, I, I think winless the year prior, mm. uh, this is a pretty inspiring start. And... Uh, <laughs> Remember how I talked about how uh, Theo Schofield transferred out of Sun Prairie West? He is at Waterloo. Mm-hmm. I tell you know what's funny. When you had said he uh, transferred, I was like, I wanted to be like, oh, where's he at? Now that makes that complete sense. All right. <laughs> yeah, so they immediately get what I would wager to be is the best player in the Capital South. Just gets mm-hmm. approved on December 1st. And then the very next day, they play in the Pfizer Forum, and he scores some in the high 20s, and then they'll only lose to a very good broadhead team by 11 points. Hmm. So it's kind of that immediate plug-and-play. Here is an amazing player on a, te- on a roster that was already very athletic. There's already Benny Marshall, who's you know good enough to probably go play D3 football at any of the locational UWs, whatever one he ends up choosing. The WEAC is what yeah. like WEAC school that he would want. Yeah, Benny Marshall's been battling injuries. Uh, basketball's been the one sport he hasn't been able to play a whole lot just because you know, he, he goes so hard on the football field, he finally gets on the court and he's already dinged up and then like a knee goes out. or he, mm-hmm. I think he broke his ankle or leg one year. Jeez, it was, mm-hmm. it was rough. But um, uh, John Sampo's been a pretty solid point guard for them for the last two years. Uh, Cam Shans has really kind of grown into himself and become a solid varsity contributor. They got guys off the bench like Jackson Byer, Caleb Bullock that can – you know, play some ball, shoot some threes, or look confident out there, which is such a step. There was Waterloo was not ready to play varsity basketball for the last two years. They just haven't been, you know, a, a program that was up to snuff. And now, and now they are. And it's uh, it, it's and it's not just the Theo Schof, or Schofield show, which is the which is the cool thing. It's a very athletic team around him, and uh, it's awesome for the community. I know that they have wanted to see some good basketball, and the girls have been providing that for the last couple of years, but. The boys' side, I mean, three year, the three wins in the last two years is tough to t- t- tough to stomach, but uh, there, there's some hope in the program now, and that's that's pretty cool. And uh, and we'll we'll kick it over to Marshall real quick because the last two years they've had such great tournament success. I mean, last year they got to the sectional five. No, it's not sectional. Sorry, they won a regional and got to the sectional semifinal before they ran into Belleville. And then also to went to state two years prior to that. And then went to state a year prior to that. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's been quite a run for the Cardinals and they're trying to recreate that and that uh, obviously starts with Kenyon Miggins who is uh, suspended for the first eight games of the season so it's kind of hard to gauge what, what, to, what to make of their two and three start here. Um, they beat a good Deerfield team and they crushed a, what I thought was a pretty good Clinton team so we'll take that for what it is. I think Marshall goes as far as uh, Daniel Nickel takes them and uh, if that name sounds familiar his dad Dan Nickel is the girls basketball coach at Marshall. Uh, the kids one of the most athletic kids on the team, but you know, just hasn't quite grown into himself as a basketball player yet. He's a junior and was on JV last year and is kind of figuring out the varsity game. But with that kid, you see those flashes, and you're like, once he figures this out, he's going to be a really good <laughs> basketball player. Yeah. But um, they have Tessera Ruelas back, who was uh, really good for them off the bench. The kid's skinny as a rail, but he plays so hard out there, and he shoots, shoots the ball real well. It's going to be a fun team when they get Kenyon back. His little brother Jalen is also on uh, on varsity now. He's a freshman. He 
You can see he's got some game, so it's uh, kind of a wait and see with Marshall. It's a lot of when the pieces start coming together, when we when the calendar changes, how is this going to congeal? How is this team going to look? So it's kind of a you know check back in with me type of thing with uh, Marshall. I'm watching him this weekend, and uh, I already watched him once in their season opener, but I'm uh, – Excited to see what happens there. And we had talked before coming on the podcast, too, that the Capital South plays all their conference games late in the year. It's all non-conference. Nobody first. starts until pretty decently into January. That's yeah. going to play into Marshall's advantage for sure, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, with all those pieces coming back. Uh, another team to keep an eye on in the Capital South, Cambridge, right now. they kind of gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. They had a win over Poinette, and then I think they lost four in a row. Um, but then they just ended up getting a win against River Valley. Uh mm-hmm. You know, a lot of football guys come back for this team as well, too. Uh, but the story of the team is going to be Matt Buckman, who scored about 25 points last year. He comes back just past 1,000 points uh, on mm. Monday against Watertown Luther Prep on a three-pointer at the last second. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Which got him 1,000. <laughs> uh, we, wow. we had a photographer there uh, that was just <laughs> shooting, and he was like, didn't really know what was going on. And then he was like, yeah, he ended up breaking 1,000. So I was like, well, that's perfect because I would not have put that in the paper. So shout-out to Kevin Wilson for being <laughs> at Watertown for that uh, when that happened. But, yeah, uh, Buckman's going to put up a bunch of points just with this team. It's going to be who can kind of step up and take, you know, kind of get into that 10-point range and help provide some of the lift. Uh, for Buckman, so Drew Holshooter comes back. Uh, he's uh, an all-conference player as well, too. Uh, Devin Shushart, uh is also kind of another post player as well, too, that can kind of get you around 10 points a game. Freshman Jet Horton last year had a couple really solid moments, so I expect him to kind of make that jump uh, as a sophomore. And, you know, the sky's the limit for this Cambridge team, I think. It kind of reminiscent probably of the football team, I would say, where it starts off maybe a little bit slow, but then they start figuring some things out, and then they really start to take off on that next level. So mm-hmm. really interested to see what happens with the Blue Jays. I'm going to touch on the Demons as well, too, the boys' basketball team, and then I'll probably also touch on the girls. So, Peter, I'll try to get to you with about probably a minute left. <laughs> if not, we might maybe have to say Lodi and point out for okay. next week. That's how uh, we keep people coming back. Yeah, my <laughs> We'll por- finish our content next week. My poor time <laughs> management skills are why you guys keep coming back. Um, Deerfield. They lost some players last year, a bunch of production, obviously, with Cal Fisher graduating. Uh, The all-conference baseball player was also really good on the basketball court as well, too, being an all-state Henri all-time point scorer in Deerfield history. Uh, And then also, too, they lost Tommy Lease, an all-conference guard, and then a bunch of seniors they lost, too, from the bench. However, they've gotten off to a pretty good start. You know, they kind of took on that underdog role in conference play, and so far they're undefeated, I want to say, in conference play. And, you know, they're over 500 right now. Uh, you know, they held it really close against Marshall, but Ben Wetzel has had a really good start to the year. Landon Christensen, uh, Martin or K- Martin Kimmel, I should say, is one of the uh, players coming back with all-conference honors. Uh, really solid three-point shooter, so he's definitely helped provide a lift. And when I talked with Coach Kroll at the beginning of the year, he kind of mentioned that, you know, this is probably going to be more of a team effort to replace that scoring that Cal Fisher had. Uh, instead of just, you know, one kid trying to take it over. So you're just going to kind of see, you know, someone with 12 points. You know, maybe a guy like Jackson Drobak scores around six or seven. So it's just going to be kind of pieces. Everybody does their part, and I think they'll probably be all right when it gets to around, you know, the conference title race. Then to talk about girls basketball, because I forgot to talk about them last <laughs> week. Uh, no, we didn't have time. We didn't yeah, forget. yeah, 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 that is true. Uh, Deerfield girls basketball, they replaced a lot of seniors. Uh, Steffi Seward and Molly Hack uh, were kind of the two all-conference players 
uh, that graduated, uh, and I was like, hmm, I wonder how it's going to look. I knew they had, were a little bit on the younger side this year, but they've gotten off to a really good start. Uh, senior Kylie Lonegro, an Edgewood commit, uh, has helped kind of carry the load so far throughout the year. Emmy Drobak, an all-conference player from last year, uh, has gotten off to a really good start this year. And then also, too, they've had some fun pieces that have gained some valuable varsity minutes. Uh, McKenna Michelle had a really solid night uh, in the opener. Mia Habercorn, a freshman, has had a couple double-doubles to start off the year uh, in the post. And then also, too, uh, Cora Nelson as well, too, has reached double digits in a couple games. So it's some real solid athletes helping out this Deerfield squad. And the one loss so far for Deerfield, I want to say so far, has been to Cambridge, who mm. also returns a couple of nice solid players. Brooke Stencliffe, uh, an All-State honoree from last year, comes back, has developed a little bit more of a three-point game as well, too. Oh, jeez. And another hand as well, too. <laughs> that was what uh, uh, Coach Pickerts had mentioned in my uh, off-season previews. Like, yeah, I think if she can develop that, you know, she can really take that next step, and she has so far. And then also, too, uh, they're getting a little bit more depth. Macy Robinson has had a really good start to the year, but also, too, Sevilla Freeland kind of helps provide that one-two punch with Stankliff. Uh, she scored 27, I want to say, against Lakeside Lutheran as Cambridge rolled to a victory there. So definitely Cambridge is going to be a team to keep an eye on in the Capital South. I think New Glarus probably still will have that title it, race. It runs through up. them as long as Shadow Waltz playing there. <laughs> but Cambridge can definitely give them a run for their money, that's for sure. And I'm excited to see what happens with the Blue Jays throughout the rest of the year. So that's going to do it, though, for this week's episode of the Cap City Podcast. For my colleagues, Peter and Ryan, I am Callahan C. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.